Today on Geek Nerd Tech, Facebook revenues are rising and Avengers Affinity War is breaking all records. Fasten your seatbelts. Let's get right into it. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives, Geek Nerd Tech. Yeah. Welcome to Black Hollywood Live. This is Geek Nerd Tech, also known as GNT. I'm Akili Shine, your host, where we cover the best technology and geek and nerd stories in the land. To my right, back in the building, Joe K. Braswell. He's been off on sabbatical. Hey, man, what's good? What's good? I'm back. Back in the building. Back in the building. Yes, sir. GNT, VHL. Uh, I'm excited. Like I said, I don't even know, you know how, how a microphone works. <laughs> Stop it. I don't know how to talk anymore. But... Uh, Tech stories, yeah, you already know stories, what's up, man. Stories, we, we got, we got plenty. When we started this show almost three, almost going on four years ago, man, this has just been crazy, man. But hey, catch us up. What you been working on, man? Oh God, uh, well, I, uh, I had a idea about how to talk show, the <laughs> <a> talk show <laughs> on uh, Viacom's BET. Yes, sir. Um, we have a couple of uh, documentaries that we we've been in the lab with, and uh, a couple more television shows, and. I don't know. Just trying to produce TV so, like you. So essentially, you've been eating. You've been getting this money. Yeah, trying, to, <laughs> trying to eat. Trying to eat. But, uh, you know. Uh, but also, still a nerd, still a geek, still uh, follow tech news. Yes, so, yeah, sir. I am. But, but, but it's good to see you. You've been holding it down? Everything good? I've been holding it down, man. Everything's good. Um, yeah, man. Just, you know. You've, you've missed a lot of uh, critical stories that have happened. Yeah. But, uh, hey, I'm glad you're back. We're going to rock it. But when I left, the... Every every other story was about Facebook and Facebook's growth, right? And, hey. and Facebook's acquisition of something, Facebook's PR spin. We're still in the same time. I'm times. sure nothing. I'm sure everything's <laughs> changed. Nothing has changed. And speaking of Facebook, let's just hop right in, man. Right. So Facebook is killing it, bro. Like still killing. I know that you're like a hater of Mark Zuckerberg, yes. but it's all good. But they bringing in them bees, bro. Bees. Two point two billion monthly actor. Active users up almost 13% since the same period of last year. Facebook is getting it done. Even through the whole Cambridge analytic data scan- scandal, yeah. they're still bringing in the revenue, man. And I guess I guess the thing is, like, you kind of hit hit the, the nail on the head. Facebook's ability to kind of, like, survey the marketplace and be like, okay, this is what's going on in the zeitgeist. Let's watch a little bit. Let's see what's happening. And then let's try to, like, re-engineer it and do it much better. Right. And Facebook has done that time and time again. Sure. I mean, we look at Instagram. We look at all the things that, that they've kind of killed off. Yeah. And so Facebook is known to do that. And so my question to you is why do you think that people, even through all the scandal and people's information not being protected and, you know, elections being hacked and privacy issues, Facebook is still on the incline? I think that, I think unfortunately, <coughs> I think I, I, this is a number I'm pulling out of my ass, but I want to say 50% of the, the active Facebook users um, view Facebook as a utility, like 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 you would view like you viewed the phone company or the electric company back in the day. Like it's just something that is there. Don't know how it works. I pick up my phone as a dial tone. I dial. I hang up. I don't know all the you know the, all the wires work and what they're doing in the corporate in the corporate suite. Like you know that, that people view Facebook as that now. Facebook yeah. is so ubiquitous and so you know in our culture that like my like you know my mom and aunties and and grandmas and even people in my, my peer group, you know, I'm, I'm middle-aged and, you know, people in my peer group and up, they don't really 
know how the sausage is made. Right. They just turn fire up the Facebook and stories are coming at them and people are sending pictures of babies and, and friends and yeah. that's all they know. So that's so I'm saying that to say that like we don't care. People don't care. And we, you know, we, as is evident by, you know, our election, not to get political, but like people are not paying attention. So, and people that are paying attention, you know, are shrugging their shoulders at it. So, Facebook, despite all of this sort of scandal, the data scandal, everything else, people, is, they, they can't quit you. They're like Pookie in New Jack City. Dang. Like, they, they, they can't quit it. They need Scotty to come the, help them. The Facebook addiction. Come get me, Scotty. Well, hey, man, they are, they are like I said, they are ramping up revenue. Um, the company generated $12 billion Damn. in the first quarter of this year. It's up 37% year over year. Um, it earned a dollar sixty nine per share. They're bringing in the bucks, man. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's just amazing. Um, but let me run this by you as it relates to Facebook. So because of the whole, you know, privacy scandal and, mm-hmm. and people's information being siphoned off, um, a lot of high profile celebrities and uh, influencers were like, you know, I'm not fucking with Facebook. Yeah. And you have the whole delete Facebook, hashtag delete Facebook sure. movement. And two of the biggest people were uh, Jim Carrey and entrepreneur Elon Musk. Right. But that has no effect. Zero effect. Uh, well, Jim Carrey is, I hate to say, is not really, he's not in the in the, in the popular zeitgeist anymore. So he has <laughs> no, he's, he's a little bit off the reservation. Elon Musk is, I mean, Elon Musk runs a, essentially, a, a technology company as well. You know, so, you know, you, you, the, the Tim Cooks and Elon Musks and, and Jeff Bezos's of the world, you know, and don't, and Surge and the, the YouTube guys, I mean, the Google guys don't get to sort of, Say shit about Facebook because yeah. they're competitors. Pretty much. However, what I will say is that um, the the delete Facebook thing is a tough one because I was going to delete Facebook. I, I, I drafted. Really? I, you were part of the hashtag delete Facebook no, movement? I, I listen, I drafted. This is a true story. <laughs> I drafted a, a, a full post, a Facebook I post. I, I swear this happened about talking about how I'm off Facebook and, and I just can't, blah, 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 blah. But you can catch me on Instagram. I can't. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Which is owned Which by is Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> so what are we talking about here? Pretty much. So I don't know what to do myself because I'm in because I because I'm I'm cool with Instagram. I love Instagram. And, of course. And, and Instagram is Instagram has got me just like Facebook has got yep. you know my peers and my parents. Yeah. So uh, you know I don't know what to do. Yeah. So this is not gonna have any effect because I'm speaking from this experience who is not a fan of Facebook and not a fan of Zuck. I'm the opposite of you. I am a fan. Like I, I love Facebook. Right. I feel like I just seeing it evolve from me being in the college years to now. And I mean, I get it. Like you know, it's so expansive that it includes so many different demographics. But again, 2.2 billion active users. They got so many people using it. But there's something on Facebook for everybody. They can lose a billion and keep it moving. 100. <laughs> percent Like seriously. And I, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just so admired by how they've just been able to innovate and dominate for such a sustainable amount of time. And one of the things I mentioned earlier was just how they're able to, again, survey the market, see what's out there, and make it better. And one of the things they're doing now is they're going to, um, I guess, implement kind of like a Reddit feature into Facebook where you have this downvote feature where you can actually dislike something. So we all know that you can make a comment and like things. But what about saying I don't like something? Mm-hmm. And so they're actually beta, beta, beta testing it right now in Australia and New Zealand. And so I guess the question is, do you think that this is something that um, is long overdue for the platform? And do you think that people are going to react to it in a positive, positive or negative way? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, this is, you know, I, you know, Facebook is really good at sort of, again, surveying the landscape, seeing what's out there and then acquiring it or trying to acquire it. If they can't acquire it, then they just copy it. 
and they, they you know they they tried to acquire Snapchat multiple times. Yep, didn't quite work out. So they made Instagram Stories and Pretty made much. some more stuff. Yeah. You know, and what's happening with Snapchat? Yeah, exactly. So they they they've, they've you know know they couldn't get their hands on Reddit, and so what were they doing? They're making their own Reddit. Exactly. You know, um, it, it's it's like uh, so. <clears throat> My, my, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Some, some of the stuff takes, like like Instagram, uh, and like Instagram's more morphing into Snapchat, and some of the stuff doesn't take. So you know, Facebook can't do everything correctly. I mean, they, they do have the money and the brain power to be able to really sort of try their own version of it. And now, the important thing about Facebook is, as you just you just highlighted, they have the user base. Exactly. So they can try all kind of shit. Exactly. They got they can they can beta test this for a hundred million people. And that's probably more than you know. You know they, their they, competitor. Then their competitors exactly. whole user base. So exactly. They'll beta test them a quick hundred million. See how they like it, and then and then give it to the whole two B. One hundred percent. Like and so they, they, that, that's the advantage Facebook has is just sheer size. When Facebook and Google they're are killing bro. on on sheer size. Size alone. And so um, that's what she said. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. I I that's it. So I so my answer is. Yeah, I think that, that that this does have the potential to do something. I just feel like that the people who who frequent Reddit are the kind of people who rail against Facebook. Right. So it's not really the same. It's a Reddit like feature, but the people who populate Reddit aren't really the guys who are going to be bumping around Facebook. I guess the question I want I want to hear you answer is like from a from a user perspective, oh. because like. Facebook, all right, so Reddit is more about news and information and, and more opinion-based, right? But Facebook supposedly, quote-unquote, is supposed to be about community, right? right? And bringing people closer. And so if you have this functionality now where you can say, I don't like what you're saying, thumbs down. Yeah. Like, is that creating cohesiveness as a community or is it, like, creating more division? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. It, 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 does seem to, it does seem to sort of fall right in line with our sort of, you know, divisive political, uh, you know, uh, uh, world we live in where, you know, this pundit world where it's like, I'm on one side, you on the other, we're screaming at each other, I like, I don't like. That sort of seems what Facebook is about anyway right now. It's like really long posts about, you know, why Trump sucks or long posts about Trump being awesome and then and then a bunch of comments about why the other person's wrong. Right. So, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that I think it does have divisiveness but Facebook is strong strong enough to know like by their research this is what their users want. Right. You know, this is what their users this is what drives this is what driving Facebook yeah. lately is this, this this sort of talk. Um I will say that <clears throat> the thing for me though, just back to the whole thing, is Facebook I, if I'm really honest with myself, the thing that kills me about Facebook is just the branding of Facebook. Hmm. If I woke up tomorrow and Zuckerberg's like, good news, everyone. Who branded? We, we've named Instagram Facegram. <laughs> and a big F was on there. I'd be like, hell no. Nah. I'm, I'm leaving Facebook. I can't do it. So, but, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a suspension of disbelief for me. Like, I know it's Instagram. I know it's Facebook, but it says Instagram. So, it's fine <laughs> by me. So, I think hey. the, the Reddit thing, if they, they've named it something else and tried to, like, that had a different brand or a different brand name, right. then maybe I think it'll take off. Hey. I don't know. Well, another thing that they're also developing um, is the Tinder killer, right? Oh, so, they want to even get into the whole dating um, world in terms of how, how single people or even, like, open, open relationships interact on social. Right. And so... They have uh, they have announced at their F8 developer conference that they're going to be um, testing this as well. And so their major competitor is a company called Match Group. They actually own the dating app Tinder. And so they want to be able to figure out a way to – and I guess they don't want to create an app that's just like Tinder where it's like 
an app for hooking up, but more so for a, more so a, a conduit to establish more fluidity in meeting new people outside of your friend circle. Right. So yeah, like they, Facebook might recommend friends to you based on the friends you already have. But what about getting even beyond that into other communities and seeing if there's some commonality where you can relate to people in that sense? So, so I don't believe it's just um, a, a new a new platform for I guess uh, relationships that are. I guess what I'm saying is for all different types of relationships. Right. It's not for just one particular type of relationship. Do you think that this will work? I do. Uh, I mean, well, let's back up. I mean, this is really a Tinder killer. Tinder is very specific. Tinder is about, let's, let's get, not get twisted. Twister is not a dating app. It's right. a hookup app. Pretty right? much. You know, it's not yeah. about like, well, I want to go on some dates. Exactly. You know, it's like, you you know, the, the nature of you finding a person on Tinder is, is for a very specific reason. 100%. Usually. Yep. But I will say this, the Facebook idea of doing a Tinder like dating app that yeah. is sort of, that is based on your, on your, on your, on your uh, mobile device right. that you can go through. Like, we don't forget that it was just two years ago when, t- when um, Facebook was exposed with doing this crazy algorithm, <coughs> just trying to find if they can match people up. Uh, I'm familiar with this story. It was a story where they, they had written this algorithm to sort of, based on all the information that they've collected from their Facebook users, being able to find two random people and see if they would be able to match up based on all their likes and all of their comments right, and all right, things right. they're doing and all things they're you can they, they can also project out not only would they be a good match, right. but how would they be dating and how would they evolve sexually and right. how would they evolve right. and maybe would they have kids and like they would they're able to say like, oh well, you know, uh, Joe Braswell and Marissa Serafini, they would go like a month and they would go they would go away and you know, Joe Braswell and, and uh, you know, Stephen would go on forever and be married, you know, and have babies uh, if they were possible. So, I mean, I think that, like, that's um, that's something because they already have all that data and they have they really have this stuff on lock already. Pretty much. It's, it's like, already been built. It's already, it's already in time. the weird Facebook R&D vault, which has all kind of shit we don't know about. Exactly. So it's like. It, it, it won't surprise me if, like, year after year, like, oh, good news. We perfected this. Right, right, Here right. Here it is. Because we've been, we've been doing R&D on it based on the billions of data points we've been collecting over the last 10 years of your shit. So let me ask you this. I mean, I don't believe that when Tinder first started that, I mean, it definitely has that uh, kind of overshadowing of it's the hookup app now. But I don't think that that's what it was when it first started. Right. So I guess my question is, do you think that if Facebook brings this to market and they, you know, start to really get people using it, do you think over time it'll get slutted out like Tinder was? I think that if they, I think that it, it depends on how much Facebook wants to lean into those aspects of it. Because Facebook can say, if they want, they have the, again, they have the right to be, they can say like, hey, uh, this person is a good person to date and have kids with. This person is just a good person to hook up with. Yeah. Like, you, do you want, I mean, is it the smash, the smash? The, the smash circle? <laughs> the smash circle, this is a relationship circle. So what, what circle do you want to go in? Like, you know, and if there's some overlap, good for you. Concentric circles? Exactly. There might be some overlap. Right. You know, but because Facebook has that data, and I feel like that that's kind of where we're going in general. And I think that companies like Facebook and Google um, are going to be, and Amazon for that matter, will be yeah. instrumental in, because of the amount of data that they're collecting over the last 10 years, if you take, think about the data they're collecting over the next 20 years, and what they're going to be able to do with that in terms of predictive behavior. And, exactly. And, not, not, and I'm not just talking about consumers, oh. consumer behavior. I'm talking about like lifestyle behavior. Exactly. And, and, and so, yeah, I think I think they could be slotted out, but in, but in a good way, you know, 
figure out where to sell ads and make money off of it. 100%. Well, I'll tell you one thing that is going to be selling, and that is the Oculus Go, um, a new Facebook product. Um, and it's offering virtual reality for uh, the consumer without we having... should change the show to GNF. I know, right? <laughs> Get their Facebook. Go it's, ahead. it's a headset where you can, you can um, use virtual reality without a smartphone, which I think is pretty cool. It's going on sale actually today um, in 23 countries. And the base model is about two hundred dollars. It has thirty-two gigabytes of storage, and there's also a sixty-four gigabyte version that will sell for two fifty. And so, um, yeah, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is saying that this is the easiest entry point to get into the virtual reality, and not being able, not having the requirements of having to have a smartphone makes it way easier for people to kind of get in. Like the entry level was way. The, the entry level and the access to content is much easier now. So yeah. um, do you think that this is going to go, essentially? I do. I, I think that, like, the, the biggest – the thing with uh, the, the virtual reality is is coming. Like, it's, it's here, augmented reality, virtual reality, all those things are sort of here. They're coming. The biggest um, hurdle is trying to get uh, the the hardware – because because the, the 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 gap between what's out there in software and getting it to consumers is the hardware. Yeah, it's a big hardware peak. That's the scale. You got you have to have a phone. Yeah. You, know, you have to put the thing in the phone. You exactly. Have to walk on the big you know thing on. So as soon as we can figure out how to like make that easier and easier to get to, and and, and that costs money. That's right. Now it costs five hundred dollars. That's right. Three hundred dollars. Now it's two hundred dollars. So. The sooner we can get that price down, it's about twenty dollars. Yeah, well, I don't know. For me, <laughs> I, I got this know. twenty dollar headset, brother. You look at what? But what I mean, let's still we get that price down into something that where it feels like you know the technology shrinks, <clears> it'll be, it will be there. And so, yeah, I think this is this is every time the price point goes down by half, then you're going to get that many more users on board. One hundred percent. So I agree. I think this would be great. And it's kind of like, I mean, what you're saying is, is, is spot on. It's like Tesla. Like when they first started with the Roadster, it's like this expensive vehicle that's only for, you know, it's like a pyramid. It's like at the top, right. it's only for a few people that can buy it. And then round two, phase two, will make a luxury vehicle that's more attainable. Right. It still costs over $100,000, but more people can get into it. Yep. And then the third tier is we're going to go for mass. We're going to have a, 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 a Tesla that everyone can get in for $30,000. Right. I think it's the same thing kind of with a lot of these industries where, it's, where the price point starts at high because they're still testing the technology and they're right. still trying to find the right processors and the, the materials to make it. And then once they start to develop it further, then it becomes less expensive. And yeah. I think we're, we're kind of in that territory. Here's, I'm just, it's on a side note. You, you, you made me think about this, but do you consider Tesla a luxury brand? I mean, Oh, the, without question. Yeah, isn't it interesting because I think that like they... You know, I guess the technology and what it is, and that, that the first couple of cars are luxury cars, and the Tesla is a luxury car, no Stop doubt. Yeah. But when they when they drop their price point down and are not making quote unquote luxury car prices, right. is it still a luxury brand? So yeah. I mean, why not? There's no thirty thousand dollar BMW or thirty thousand dollar Mercedes or thirty thousand Lexus, right? But, but you know. But like, is luxury only defined by the price tag? This is, I guess this is the question. Because I think there's multiple currencies. Like, and I think that Tesla has done a great job to, in terms of the lifestyle, in terms of like the persona of it. Like, hey, this is a this is a like it's like an iPhone. Yeah. iPhone's a luxury product. Sure. And when they first start drop those, I mean, yeah. You know, Prices has fluctuated because now it's like way high again. But right. I feel like this was the coveted product. Now everyone right. has them. Right. Same thing. It's and still, it's still a luxury product. Sure. Though. Um, and the uh, and the, and the iPhone tens are now feel like they're luxury products. You see more some of the ten. You're like, oh, okay, I see. Exactly. exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, I'm not gonna talk about this guy right here. Because <laughs> <laughs> the last time you came, you had the you had the Fitbit. I know. I finally got the the, the iPhone Series Three <laughs> cellular joint. 
uh, and I love it. Yes, like, sir. As I knew I would, it only took three generations. All yeah. right, so go ahead. Yeah, but I, I do think this will be a success. Definitely, man. Well, we talk about all the time, um, you know, growing and expanding and developing yourself and improving in life. And for those of you who, who share those same sensibilities, I have the perfect podcast for you. And it's a podcast right here um, at After Buzz. And it's called Conversations with Maria Menounos mm-hmm. Podcast ed- Edition. It's hosted by um, actually Maria, our After Buzz TV founder. And it drops every Friday on iTunes. And it's a fantastic podcast. Again, it's called Conversations with Maria Menounos. It features celebrity and influencer interviews. And she breaks down all different types of secrets and tips of how to have a better Focus, a better outlook on life, and just how you can develop mentally, physically, spiritually. From health to wellness to career to relationships, finances, and much, much more. Like, Maria is almost like your personal mentor. And I think listening to this podcast, you'll get a lot of gems that will help, you know, you navigate your journey. And so I encourage everyone out there to go to iTunes and and to subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. And be sure to rate and comment. And when you do, let them know that Joe and Akili sent you there. You know what I'm saying? Again, Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition. Check it out. Love Maria. I love, love Kevin and been, been, you know, able to get some knowledge and, 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 and insight from them over the years for a long time. So now the fact that you can share this with the world exactly. is fantastic. Yeah, man. So let's get into stuff that I know that, you know, you really geek about. All right. All right. Avengers Affinity War. Have you seen it? Yes. Damn it. I haven't seen it yet, oh, bro. No. So no spoilers. Okay. Okay. Was it all that people are saying it is? Yes. All right. Well, I mean, I, I think that, like, the, I, without giving spoilers, I think that the biggest question of this is from a storytelling standpoint, are you going to be able to have with, I think it's like 24, you know, main characters, 26 main characters, are you going to be able to give all these folks some screen time and some decent screen time and then also, like, some meaningful screen time and then, of course, there's action. Is it, am I going to be able to see, you know, everyone I want to see fight and how they how they fight and all the other stuff and, and still have a comprehensive story? Uh, the movie is two hours and 39 minutes, almost two hours and 40 minutes long. It, it's long. Ooh. So, um, yes, but what, what, what they did, and this is not giving anything away, they did something really, really smart. Really? And I, I heard uh, some, some of my colleagues, uh, you know, Andy Greenwald and, um, and uh, I can't, wow, Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan, excuse me, talk about this uh, on their pod. This really smart thing where they uh, didn't do a lot of intercutting like most of the things do. It's not like you start, you know, you know these, these movies, you'll, you'll go to a certain point and then you'll cut to back to the other action. You'll go to a certain point of action and you'll so cut back to the So sustained action. They do, they, not sustained action, sustained storylines. Mm. Like they do, like they have like what, what I feel like is like a mini 20 minute Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor movie. And they have oh. a 20 minute, you know, Black Panther movie. So there's a 20 minute, yeah. Got it. And so they have like four 20 minute movies with, and then with a finale, wow. which feels that, 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 I feel like that. But feels it's still like, all cohesive. Oh, it's all cohesive. Mm. It's, it's just a, way, a different way to tell that story. Mm. So instead of a lot of heavy, you know, cutting back and forth between like six or seven different planets and locations and, and 26 heroes, you get kind of like, you get you get some time. So that enables you to sort of build settle these in. characters out, right. settle into yeah. these characters, get a sense of them, get a sense of their plan, what they're doing. And then towards the end, you do get some cross-cutting and intercutting and everything else. Right. You have to have that. Exactly. But um, it's a really good way. I think that if, if anything else, I mean, as, as, as storytellers, and I think it's just a really... 
should be studied in a way to, to tell stories because don't forget, this is not only the culmination of 10 years of Marvel movies, exactly. but I think in those 10 years, you have 19 movies. Right. And every one of those movies has connective tissue that leads up to this movie. That's fantastic. I was just, I was just thinking about that when watching this. I'm like, God dang, you really would have to watch, I mean, especially the last four movies. Right, right. Especially, you know, Ragnarok, Guardians 2, uh, uh, Doctor Strange and Black Panther. For sure. Like, you have to, if you haven't seen it, Please at least watch right, those. those. At least at least watch Guardians Two. And even, I wouldn't even say I would say Civil War. Even yeah, right. I would say even Civil War, Guardians Two, uh, I mean, Thor Civil Ragnarok, War. And, and Black Panther. Like you almost yeah. and Doctor Strange. Yeah, you need all five of those movies to really even just get into this one. Yeah, what well, because there's actual stuff that happens in those five movies that set the stage for this. That set one. the stage. Now, of course, the other twelve movies that I didn't reference backstory. Come there's, on, context. There's, of there's backstories mostly in the in the form of like. Uh, how you people know. are relating, how the characters are relating, right? Yeah. You know, but yeah, so it, it's fantastic movie. I think everyone does a great job. Well, I'll tell you what is fantastic is that they bring in that moolah, that yeah. money, man. It's the biggest box box office opening ever. Sure, um, we're talking about just North America launch alone, first weekend, two hundred fifty eight million dollars mm-hmm. internationally. It secured uh, three hundred eighty two million, giving a global total of six hundred and forty million dollars. Joe, uh, yo, it's a lot of money, and I feel like. I listen. I'm 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 have a, I'm a huge fan of the Marvel Studios and huge fan of Kevin Feige and everything he's done and the acquisition of Disney. Fine. I'm also a huge fan of Lucasfilm and, right. and, and everything that Star Wars has done. And I'm a bigger <coughs> fan of Kathleen Kennedy, who presides over both. I mean, well, she presides over Lucasfilm, but right, like right. you know, you know, she presides over Lucasfilm. And so, um, but I did get this sense of. Embarrassment of riches for Disney. And I That's what I'm about to ask you. I want to ask you that because I feel like like Marvel was kind of like sunned Lucas. Like it's sunned them. It's like you're my little brother now. Like yeah, you you were here in the '80s. You know what I'm saying? But like like I I've toppled you. Like good try on trying to come back. Yeah. But like there's well, no it's no competition. We're we're almost hitting twenty billion dollars, my man, in ten years. Yeah, I, I think that it, it's funny that you can, that's one way to look at it. And I'm trying to pull this thing up right now. It's one way to look at it. But on the other hand, it's like they're all the same company. So there's, there's, there's a bit of like, there's a bit of, uh, I don't know. Like, so, so this this is what I saw. This is an Instagram <laughs> photo of it's from, from oh, it's from funny. it's from Kathleen Kennedy. You know, to to the to the Marvel to the Marvel people. So basically, from Kathy so to some, Kevin Feige. It's some reverence. It's it's a bit of like you know, from studio head to studio head. You know, from from from, from me, Kathleen Kennedy, to you, Kevin Feige, and it's it's basically. Uh, uh, someone passing over the light it looks like Ray passing the lightsaber <laughs> right. to Iron Man, right. saying like, and the note is, uh, oh god, I can't barf. From the, from one, <laughs> the note is, from a galaxy far, far away to Earth's mightiest heroes. Okay. Congratulations okay. on the biggest opening weekend in history. Okay. From Kathleen, everyone at Lucasfilm, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Just, and Disney's just like laughing, <laughs> Man. swimming in cash, swimming in. And money. it just, it just, it just guy, it just came as maybe as a jaded middle aged guy, just kind of came brought to life that my favorite IP that I love, both these things that I love are really just corporate, Man. you know. Hey, but they're doing Money a, machines. they're doing a great job. They created the infrastructure and they're sure. raking it in. Yeah, but uh, one thing we didn't get to share on the show was yep. the whole Black Panther. Um, just you know, going through that whole experience of watching the movie, um, and just man, like we're still make, still making records with that movie. But yeah. yo, since you haven't been on the show that long, let's uh, let's get into your mind about Black Panther. What are your Black Ooh, Panther takes, bro? God. Uh, Black Panther, just you know, I mean, this is uh, from February to now, and the movie still resonating. <laughs> I do have a confession to make about Black Panther. Oh no. Uh, I didn't see it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that would not be funny. Uh, no, I only saw it once. 
I've only seen it once, which which I I I, I really wanted to see in the theater multiple times. I just didn't have the time. Uh, we, we you know we were able to take uh, this is not a humble brag, but we were able to take our our whole staff to see Black Panther, and as a you know we have a like a ninety percent African American staff, so that was really special, and we saw it on opening night together. Um, and look, I in my lifetime didn't I, I didn't really understand the significance of what I was watching until I was watching it in real time in a packed theater. Hmm. In terms of just you mean like the cultural I'm talking about significance. Like how dope it is to see a black led, black directed, you know, superhero feature film, like in real time, extremely well done, and it not not done in a way that like it is, you know, in, in the eighties or seventies, like we the black version. Oh yeah, yeah I get you know, you. whatever you that's, know. That's still very not, culturally specific, but still inclusive. Inclusive and um, and also you know coming from. You know the, the the idea that the the, the highest technology and, and the most richest resources come from Africa, Correct. and the idea that you know all, all of the sort of the ideas behind right. it, the that, ideology, that, that, of the it, ideology yeah. that made the mythology of Black Panther Wakanda, right? But just and then also it being a dope movie, a well done you know action flick. But yeah. to sit around and watch black and white folks together like a packed theater cheering, man, it, it, it was really something else and. And uh, man, it was it was it was a, it was a special experience, and I, and I absolutely love the movie. I think Ryan Coogler, man, I mean, he man, killed it, bro. I, I don't like that's a that, that's a three almost two almost three hundred million dollar budget he had, a two hundred million dollar budget he had, yeah, two hundred man. And they are now at uh, I believe six hundred eighty eight million for just domestic totals. So man. they've they've surpassed every single Batman movie wow. and every single James Bond movie. Wow. So, but I think they're I think Black Panther is ranked thirty all. 30th biggest grocer, sure. um, considering considering the inflation of all time, but still, man, like they're kicking ass. Yeah, still kicking ass. It's top five, and it's uh, with the like the seventh or I don't know what weekend it is, but it's like top five still. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man. it's it's really amazing achievement, and so um, and I'm glad to see. It. And then uh, this other thing that someone brought up is, you know, when you watch Infinity War, you really see the debt of gratitude that mm. the Marvel Universe owes to Black Panther. Well, not only that, but but just James Gunn and the, uh-huh. what he's brought to with the, what the, the just the change he brought to the, the tone right, right, he right. brought to the Marvel Universe right. with the two Guardians movies. Yeah. You see the debt of gratitude that he owes because that sort of tone sort of is is informs Infinity War a little bit in terms of the comedy and also. What Ryan Coogler brought to it with 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 Black Panther, I'm sure that these movies were being filmed more depth, more yeah. These movies were being filmed sort of back to back, and with Infinity War, with a Civil War, it was sort of back to back to back. Right. But just that world of Wakanda and bringing that whole the the depth of that world and that and Ryan Coogler's vision of what those people are, you know, to be able to have them, you know. In a, and this is in the trailer, but in a climactic battle scene, all Russian tours like that is. That's dope. Super dope. You know, that's, that's just really, it's really, it's key. It's, well, it's key to the story. I, I am late to the party. Um, I'm hoping to be able to go see it this weekend. Yeah, you But yeah, it. we definitely need to rap about it probably offline. You, you need to see it. Um, but yeah, man, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, last thing before we get out of here, uh, are you excited about the new Ant-Man and Wasp? Yeah, I am. I am, because it's the first movie that's going to take place in a post-Infinity War world. Right. Uh, I think that's what they said. Well they, well, they said that this movie actually, in terms of the chronology... Is comes before. Oh, that's yeah. right. Because they mentioned in Infinity War that, 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 uh, yeah, look okay, at that, uh, he, okay, so, so maybe, so maybe it is, so maybe right, it's, right. it's simultaneous to that, like, right. like, like in the way that Black Panther sort of work in, in, in uh, that coincided with, um, 
or Black Panther worked pr- worked just after Civil War. It seemed like right. Like, yeah, just, exactly. Like, just after like, exactly. Fit just after yeah. Civil War. So. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm excited about it. Uh, again, I mean, were you were you a big fan of just Ant Man one and two? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think the Ant Man I uh, I liked. I liked the, the Peyton Reed's take on it. I would love to have seen um, uh, my guy who did Baby Driver. I forget his name, but he was who was originally supposed to direct it. I, I would love to have seen. Um, thank thank you, Marissa. I would love to see Edgar Wright's take on it because I know he did a uh, he did a very funny trailer that was that that's still out that kind of has his very much tone to it. But I think Peyton Reed did a great job of. Um, of of the Ant Man bringing the humor and that yeah. sort of heist sort of it makes it its own world but exactly. also connected to the larger Marvel universe but also right. its own world right which is uh, hard to do when you're dealing with a Marvel universe that that has you know you know Doctor Strange and Guardians and now Infinity War galaxies and other dimensions and realms and aliens <laughs> and then you have I'm just doing a heist you know <laughs> exactly so like you know it'd be interesting to see what these world what these worlds look like grounded in. Like what what Black Widow's world looks like if she gets a movie, what right. Hank Pym's world looks like, and, right. and also even Spider Man to a certain degree. These people's world is just kind of like grounded, very much grounded in a neighborhood situation. Exactly more, yeah, more like yeah, yeah more community based, more yeah. neighborhood based versus like this giant galactical, galactic or, exactly. or interdimensional, exactly. like interdimensional exactly. with Doctor Strange. You know, it's like it's, it's so you have you have that. Very, I, li- I love the fact that you had that mi- macro to micro. Like we can be so far out in terms of the imagination, but also yeah. so centered and, and like yeah, grounded. That's yeah. the best word to put it. Absolutely. But yeah, man, um, that closes it out for us. Cool. You know, uh, again, man, happy to have you back on the show. I'm back. Um, Glad to be my back. partner, knocking it down. Yep. But uh, where can the people find you, man? Oh, you can find me still at Joe K Braswell on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and I'm not gonna tell you where you can find me on Facebook because I might delete that joint. Uh, stop it. Where can people find you? Man, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening to it, to us and downloading us and supporting us. We appreciate it. We will see you next week. Peace. From First online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram at KingXO Bay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.